you're listening to CJLO 1690 AM. This is the Automatopoeia show, the show about graphic arts. And that was the theme to Spectacular Spider-Man, which is actually a pretty groovy cartoon if you're into that kind of stuff. And I played that today because <clears throat> I had the privilege to see the new Spider-Man movie this week. And I, you know, I swear to you, there were times where I was almost falling asleep. And I kind of was just like in my head going, they just can't get it right. I don't know what it's, what it is. I mean, like they try so hard, and there's really awesome moments, but it I don't know. They just can't they can't get it. And maybe it's also on top of the fact that I'm just there's this massive glut of superhero movies, and I'm just tired of it. Just tired, I tell ya. Anyways, um, there were really great things about the Spider-Man movie. I'm not telling you not to go see it. Like the ending, especially when he's like finally going crazy around the city on his little webs and swinging everywhere. They should have had that at the beginning of the movie. It would have been so much more exciting. But anyways, uh, it's, you know, the plot's not so bad. I I don't know. I just couldn't. I just did. <laughs> Dennis Leary is a cheese ball. Okay. Like, oh man, they tried so hard. They tried so hard. And now let's talk about something else entirely different. So uh, a couple weeks ago, Just for Laughs was in town, and it was lasted like three weeks, and then like a couple weeks ago, that was the end of the week. And one thing I wanted to mention, uh, this is my only complaint about the festival, because I love that festival. I think it's a lot of fun. They have they bring a lot of great acts to the city. Um, it lasts three weeks. But the thing is, is like this year, not so much last year, but this year, everything I wanted to see was in the last week. And that's kind of ridiculous, cramming all that stuff into one week when you've got a three-week festival. Um, spread it out a little. Uh, you know, people can't afford everything in one week, and people don't have the time to go to midnight shows every single night. So that's just that's my only complaint. Other than that, I just love the festival. And this year, I was exposed to a couple of new comedians that I'd never even heard of before. Um, Glenn Wool being one, and Sam Simmons being another, and Daniel Sloss being the third. And I got to see all three of them uh, play during the Just for Last Festival in the last week there, and I got to interview two of them. So the other thing that's really funny that I realized as I was editing, because when you're editing, you get bored pretty quick, but I, you have to do it. My point is, is I realized that the two, the three people that I saw were like two men with mustaches and one guy who's too young to grow a mustache <laughs> it, would, it would look like a, a, a dying caterpillar on his upper lip he's like 20 21 years old daniel sloss so young but yeah utterly hilarious and so um today the interviews that you're going to hear we're going to start with sam simmons and then we're going to end with glenn wall i'm going to play some clips of their comedy so you too can get an idea of how hilarious they are uh the show that sam simmons was showing was called about the weather and it was it differentiated a little from his standard fare because if you've watched any of his old programs, like he's got a, a DVD called Fail, and you can see clips of his on YouTube quite easily. Um, he also does radio in Australia, in Adelaide, and it's you know it's interesting because you really get an idea of the kind of comedy you're in for just by listening to him. Uh, he's pretty absurdist. He bounces all over the place, much like Spider-Man. Uh, and as far as his content goes, it's just it's here, there, everywhere. All of a sudden, there's going to be dance music playing. At one point during the About the Weather show, he's like encouraging the audience to throw shoes at the seagulls, the imaginary seagulls. <laughs> it's it's hard to explain, but it's actually quite hilarious, and we're going to try to explain it. But um, 
the thing about Sam Simmons, though, is, like I say in the interview, I don't actually know. See, I cut a lot of stuff out of the interview because there was a lot of ranting and raving going on. And actually, at one point, I was like, oh, this is a good clip. I should keep this clip in. And then at the end of the clip, he was like, and then I was raising money for bullets because there's an organization that needs to kill animals after bushfires. And so <laughs> I was just like, I can't play that. Uh, anyways, it was actually a very funny interview. But my point is, is that... He has a hard time finding his audience and also like Glenn Wool, strangely enough, in Melbourne, for example, or even in the UK, they welcome him with open arms. And, you know, the most glaring, obvious example I can think of, more so for Glenn Wool, is I went to see him on Friday night. You know, it was like, you know, Friday night. And he'd done the show for like the whole week. And so you'd think there'd be like tons of people there on Friday night. It was at Cafe Cleopatra or was it? Yeah, Cafe Cleopatra. There was like, I think maybe 30 people there. It was dead empty. I couldn't believe it. And then, you know, when you're watching his clips on YouTube, Glenn Wool's clips on YouTube, and he's like doing the Melbourne Festival, uh, comedy festival, he's got a stadium full of people there to hear him laugh and like enjoy his work because they appreciate him. And, you know, the same goes for Sam Simmons. It's, un- it's kind of unreal when you think about it. But anyways, both men are terribly funny and it totally worth the money spent to see them and if they come next year really you do yourself a favor like while sam simmons is pretty absurd he is still utterly hilarious if you can follow the speed of the changes of his comedy you will find yourself laughing at the strangest stuff but it is good 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 humor i was actually just watching a clip of his it's on youtube where they asked him to come and talk about the moon and it just degenerates into this big rant about how nobody values being silly anymore. And it's just, he's, he, his punchlines are impeccable, Mr. Sam Simmons. And he's, it's definitely a roller coaster ride of comedy when you go to see his uh, routines. So we're going to play a little bit of an interview right now. And then we're going to play a clip of his comedy and some music that he has chosen. You're listening to CJLO 1690 AM. Today's episode is about the Just for Last festival that just came through town. And you are now listening to Sam Simmons. Did you know you wanted to be a comedian? Um, well, I fell into it by accident. I was a zookeeper in Melbourne. Um, I used to work with elephants and seals. Anyway, we had um, two elephants, and one of them had Bongsu, the big male, had foot problems. Anyway, they used to stick me out there with a headset microphone on out in the paddock because basically we take the elephants off for, you know, doing like you know, enrichment training and all that sort of stuff. So I'd be standing out there with a, with a headset on, people would be disappointed there's no elephants there. I'd have a microphone, I'd be talking to them about enrichment and what elephants eat and all that type of shit, and I'd pull apart a poo. And Yeah, anyway, like, people started laughing at me talking, and then I just fell into it. I mean, I'm not doggedly pursuing this anyway. Because the thing that I find interesting is that a lot of people call you very weird and odd. It's not weird. And I don't think so. Like when I like I grew up on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, cool. I grew up on Pee Wee's Playhouse, and so yeah. you just your intensity is really familiar to me. It's well, not odd. And I don't think it's odd either. And, I, and still, there are people going, "What are you doing, mate?" And it's like, well, it's it's not that weird. Just. Just relax and also look. Go with it. <laughs> how generic is your scene? Like it is pretty generic. Most of the stuff that I've seen here is just so. Wow, that was like that's like from the sixties. Yeah. Well, oh, that is the like quite seriously. I've seen like mother-in-law jokes here. I'm like, wow, if that's the progressive comedy scene, which I can understand. Like for an older audience, they might love that. Mm-hmm. But I'm seeing young people, like young men and young women, 
doing the work, and lots of impressions. Yeah. Wow, it's pretty daggy. Found online a, a quote from you saying that at 35, you're definitely going to be back at the zoo, and aren't you well, 35 now? Yeah, but that's what <laughs> No, but that's actually what I'm trying, I am literally trying to do that. I am trying to get um, the BBC, which I really hope is going to happen, and I think it, look, touch, there's no fucking wood to touch in here. Oh, uh, here, here, here. That's not wood, oh, it is. Oh. <laughs> It's laminated. Yeah, like, it's to, it's to make documentaries because someone's talking passionately about what they love and mm-hmm. mine's animals. See, I was going to ask you, like, would be awesome. You, like, I love the Murray Foot stuff oh, that you did, the Urban Monkey. I, yeah, it's on YouTube. There's yeah, a whole bunch yeah. of them, and I think they're just excellent. And then you did a, a great little episode about the, the tapirs. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. even know what those creatures were until you did yeah, that show, and I was like, this is excellent. And I was just wondering, like, with the way, the format of your comedy would be perfectly suited for a ch- children's show about animals. Yeah, I'm not going to venture into the, the, the child world, but I would make something, and this goes against everything I've said, but I would make something kind of family friendly. Because it would be fun. Like, it's just. Yeah. Yeah, like, and you'd be oh, opening their minds. They love to laugh and learn. But that is the plan. The thing is, I am getting there, and I've still got until next March to end 35. Mm-hmm. So, and I reckon it's going to happen in this year. It's pretty weird. I've had a lot of self-fulfilling prophecies come true. I really have. Like, it's bizarre. So, can you tell me about Urban Monkey? Because I we understand how it came to be. Because you love animals and you mm-hmm. worked in the zoo. But I just want to learn more about it. Like, how did you get the animals to be on that show? Was it just calling up your old buddies about where you worked and just like, no. oh, I want to do this thing with the Deers, no, we, rang, we, we we bought them. Oh, <laughs> no, we seriously we wrangled them in. Like it was um, that was an interesting show to make. It kind of um, how can I say? I got molested by the uh, by the powers that be at the ABC, which is like your CBC here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they uh, yeah they did, they kept saying to me no nah, with the scripts. Oh, it's a bit weird. I'm like, well, it, why, the, not... why don't you get me then? What, what what are you what are you doing? So. You know what you're in for when you so, get yeah, Sam Simmons. Come yeah, it was on. this weird melange that was kind of lost between um, being really upset. Which is, well, I wanted to make it really out there. Mm-hmm. I wish it was. But instead they're trying to put in this weird narrative. I'm like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I've learned that mistake and I will never, ever um, let anybody, uh, you know, touch my stuff again like that. Now, you, you do a lot of work on Triple J or did you do a lot of work and you've since stopped no, doing it? No, it's coming to an Australia? end. It's just... I mean, it's also a youth network as well. I'm too old to be on a youth network, mm-hmm. but they still really want me there, which is lovely. Like, there's such a it's, a... it's an amazing station. Do you know about it? Um, well, I went online and I listened to a couple of your shows on there. Yeah, I don't know it's much very... About it, it's, 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 it's probably one of the most celebrated youth networks in the, in the world. Like, all the all BBC Six and everyone just they rave about Triple J, but it's amazing. It's such a great station. But, um, yeah, I still do stuff with them, but it's just like a couple of drop-ins a week. I've done nothing since I've been on the road. Do you use it as a venue to practice your stuff? No, not really, because it's... Oh, I mean, I'm, I've made a lot of sketches for radio, mm-hmm. but, um... Oh, not really. I like to be reactive on the radio, and, um... So do you think if, if you didn't have the venue of radio that you might go a little bit crazy? Yeah, mine's more the live stuff. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have the live forum, but not so much the radio because it, it, you, you can't... You can't gauge how the audience is reacting at home. But there's a certain freedom to that too. Like if you think nobody's really listening, you can kind yeah, of go hot wild. Oh uh, no, I need affirmation. I'm so needy. <laughs> Love me.
And you're listening to CJLO 1690 AM. That was Sam Simmons, the stand-up comic, with an interview he did with me two weeks ago. Now we're going to go to a track of him doing a little bit of a spoken word bit on the definition of a hipster from Triple J, the radio station out in Australia. CJLO, Sam Simmons. What's a hipster? Really? You don't know what a hipster is? No. Well, you know those guys who wear skinny pants and perfectly manicured mustaches who hang out in parks on nanoquilted picnic? blankets wearing no socks and pointy leather shoes, drinking long necks downloading sweet apps while sitting pork belly and quinoa sourdough burrito smoking rollies nonchalantly discussing turmoil in the Middle East with no knowledge other than reading the Huffington Post website, drinking organic pomegranate fizzy water out of a Garfield Mark in a non-postmodern half being a non-ironic dickhead kind of way, reading a dog-eared paperback novel and blogging on Tumblr as they tweet Q&A about planking and wanking, sitting cross-legged semi-yogic style trying to knit themselves a fixed-speed bicycle from a vintage dress pack and they found an op shop as they bake cupcakes to raise money for the Cap Protection Society. Well, that's a hipster! Ah. No offence implied to any actual hipsters listening. Spoken by Sam Simmons on behalf of the Hottest 100 Guide to What a Hipster Is. It's tweet time. Fridays at 8 on CJLO.
Carpet. Uh, let's get it over and done with. I, I know I look like the guy from Guess Who. Let's just get it over and done with. I look like the guy from Guess Who. It's fine. I'm fine with it. I know I look like the guy from. It's fine. Sex pest. What? Hi. Hey. <laughs> so I bought some uh, underage teenagers some alcohol the other day. <laughs> Turns out they were just really lazy 23 year olds. I'm going to do a game show inside my own mind. A game show inside my own mind that goes like this. Question number one. What are baby whales called? Sardines. <laughs> Question number two. Can a man have sex with a rectangle? No. No, the answer is yes, but it really, really hurts. Oh, come on. Question number six. What is 14 plus 22? A 30, 36. No, the answer is maths. I'll get fucked. Now it's time for everybody's second favourite game, carpet or floor. <laughs> carpet or floor. <laughs> Where will I go? <laughs> Capital floor. <laughs> hey, hey. It's not, not the right time right now. Roll skating hot lady looks at my sister. Makes me feel weird. <laughs> hey, is it just me? Or are Glenn Close and Meryl Streep the same person? Question number five. In which sport is shuttlecock used? Badminton. No, it's sex. Oh. <laughs> question number 78. It's a problem question. Anton is busy building himself a fort out of old couch cushions in the lounge room. Yes. It's a pretty good fort. It even has a lookout. What's the problem? It fell over. No, Anton is 46. <laughs> You're listening to CJLO 1690 AM. This is the PS Show where we talk about all graphic arts all the time. Although today we're talking about stand-up comics, a different kind of comedy. Uh, anyways, that was Sam Simmons you were just listening to at the Melbourne Comedy Festival in 2010. I got to see Sam Simmons play here at the Just for Last Festival, his uh, show about the weather. It's a one-man show featuring a narrator and a man who's a sad, sad man who spends his time avoiding other people and his evenings... Uh, talking to his cat, Mr. Miyagi, and trying to assemble an Ikea table. It's interactive, and it was really an interesting show when I saw it, because the thing is, is there's this... I've been calling them the Old Lady Brigade. I saw them also at the Daniel Sloss show, which was kind of odd, but they're like these hordes of 
little old ladies that seem to really like going to the Just for Laughs shows and not laughing that much. Um, now, admittedly, some of them were laughing at Daniel Sauce, but a huge chunk of them didn't really quite get the humor of Sam Simmons and were not really into participating. And it was just a uh, really awkward and kind of funny in its awkwardness, but at the same time, like, I can see how it'd be really frustrating for a stand-up comic, especially when you're doing an actual show like Sam Simmons was, and it wasn't just, like, you know, a bunch of jokes. It was like this, you know, there was a, a, a cohesive narrative to it. So, anyways, one thing I wanted to tell you about about Sam Simmons that I totally love is, and I mentioned it earlier, is the Murray Foote Show. Um, it's called Urban Monkeys. You can find it on YouTube. Murray Foote is this character he does that's based in 1987. It's like one of those shows that's so bad it's good. Sort of like um, uh, well, the Steve Brule show that John C. Riley does for um, Funny or Die. Uh, it's, he's just, it's really, really hilarious. And it's sort of like one of those old school nature shows where they're all wearing really bad clothes and have bad hair and the the host Murray Foote which is Sam Simmons is kind of like this sort of inept Steve Irwin kind of character and I like I it's so well suited for him and his love of animals it's just and it, it has a lot of the absurdity that he is known for although of course it's completely toned down a little but I just I think the Murray Foote stuff is my favorite that he's ever done because the thing is is like i find that especially the show that i saw uh during just for laughs about the weather is that if you've seen a lot of his comedy there he does have specific uh tropes i guess you could say or things that he does more than once and i've seen fail which is one of the um shows that he's done and you know the thing with the um the drawing board, he's done that quite a few times. Arguing with the narrator, he's done that a couple times. I like, I've heard some of the same jokes uh, in other shows and segments. So, like, for me, it wasn't so much that he was weird. It was that I was like, I was, I guess I was expecting a bit more when I saw it. But it wasn't bad. It was great. It was funny. I enjoyed it a lot. And like I said, it was well worth the money spent. Now, um, we're going to go to the rest of the interview. Then we're going to play another track. And then we're going to play uh, an interview with Glenn Wool. You're listening to CJLO 1690 AM. This is the rest of my interview with San Simmons, who is an Australian, who is utterly hilarious. And, of course, you missed him because Just for Laughs is over now. But he might be back next year. And uh, if you're really rich, you can go to Edinburgh and see him right now. And he plays lots in Australia. And you can see uh, lots of his comedy on YouTube. Okay, so here we go, Sam Simmons. CEO. So I was also wondering if you could tell me about about the weather. It's Gonzo philosophy. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It's um, there is an overarching big thing about it, but if I was to explain it on the radio, I would just sound like a wanker. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. you saw it. There yep. is. It's just Gonzo philosophy. It's. Mm-hmm. And not not again comparing myself to things. It's Hunter S. Thompson esque in mm-hmm. a way, where it's just there's big thoughts within the banal. Mm-hmm. So it's basically about everything that goes on bubbles beneath the surface of anything, constant mm-hmm. uh, conversation or or life in general. A look, a glance. It's yeah. It's a bit. It's it's yeah. It's a lot. It's heavier than what it comes across sometimes. So after this, are you going to Edinburgh? Yep. And you're doing the same thing or something new? Because I hear that's a really huge fest. Yeah, compared to this, it's massive. It's and do you find the audience experience a little different out there? I mean, Glenn well, Wool is Canadian, but he spent like years over in the UK because his response with the audience was just so much better. Yeah, no, I mean, I've got a, I've got a massive audience in Edinburgh, so I'm fine. I, I go there and they're into it. They know what they're into. I think last year doing, um, we got nominated for their big award last year, mm-hmm. and that just changed everything in the UK for me. So. 
yeah, it's it's a very different audience over there. But still, you get like oh, what I find in my shows that people randoms will come along, and no matter what, if they loved it or hated it, they'll talk about it because it mm-hmm. is just so and in your face and that's a good thing because I find a lot of people who really love the show bring along people that they think will love it Mm -hmm. and they feel like they're giving a gift like you'll really get this guy Mm -hmm. here's this guy come and see that because it is so absurd and so different one of the things that I was reading online recently is Aziz Ansari was talking about how upsetting it is how comedy isn't treated more like an art form where it just seems like people are just way more involved than they should be as far as like heckling for example yeah oh absolutely and also um you know, like when you go to see a play, you sit silently and you appreciate it, you applaud at yeah. the proper moments, you're not just yelling, oh, you flubbed out that line, or, yeah. you know what I mean? But it's also, I mean, you know, been saying it's an art form, I mean, I think it's like music, there's just so many different genres, and, you know, if you're at a punk gig, you really get into it, and you are, you're spitting and yelling and sweating and really get into it. If you're at a classical music gig, you're sitting there and absorbing it and feeling it, I think there's different genres of comedy as well and different ways you can experience it. Like club comics, yeah, go go heckle, go mm-hmm. have a crack, that type of thing. But if it's a show or something, you just you've just got to play it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really it's really interesting as he said that. Uh, I, I love his stuff. I mean, he's not pandering to a crowd as well and trying to. He's mm-hmm. doing what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, just I, I just there's a lack of bravery in North American comedy. That's for sure. So one of the questions I had is I was wondering if you think that living in Australia really added to your comedy. Because yeah, it's a very it's... different country, when you, well, especially compared to Canada, for example. Oh, we're pretty similar. But they're great. I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, it is different in Australia. Also, the club circuit's not as... It's, re- it's either really blokey, mm-hmm. and there's a circuit over there of just blokes and men just going around being offensive. And then there's a... Uh, a more alternative scene and that's where I reside I mean I don't do a lot of club rooms but I do heaps of festivals mm-hmm. I just work up the hour long show and that's it I read online um, at one point that you were talking about a heckler and you were kind of apologising for the heckler I was really surprised to be, or, no it wasn't a heckler it was an audience that wasn't happy with your show and you were saying well I don't know if you're being tongue-in-cheek, but you're saying, like, I can understand they came out on Friday and they're like, who's this guy? And they don't understand well, what's going on and they spent their hard-earned money and they just want dick jokes and... Well, I can understand that, but it's also, yeah, it's, well, it's completely true, but there's a lot of pressure on a Friday, Saturday night because to Joe Blow, who lives in the suburbs, who's made his way into town to be entertained on his Friday, Saturday night... Hired the babysitter, gonna, yeah, got but, the wife together. And it's important for... And, and I can understand that arrogance to sit in the audience and go, it's my Friday night, this better be everything that I find funny. Go. <laughs> I, I get it completely, but I'd rather they just didn't come to the show. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you, if you just... Look, you know, if you want your vanilla ice cream, go have it. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not that. But... um. Now, do you find that you have, especially in Australia because you were on the radio, that you have a much better audience in the sense that with the radio you've created a core audience that knows what they're in for and then those are the people that come out and it's not so much strangers wandering in going, who's no, this but guy? Still, I mean, but I, I know that I'm winning people over here. Mm-hmm. Like, there are people coming in. One me over. Well, the, yeah, it's just, it's awesome and, and they're becoming, they become diehard, which is great and they'll always come to stuff and that's what's happened to my live career in Australia and the UK is they just keep coming, which is great, and it gets bigger and bigger. Even if I don't have a massive television profile in the UK or something, they still come because it's it's just word of mouth. Like, you're mm-hmm. watching a guy sweat. And oh, and I mean, nowadays you can get everything on iTunes, right? Yeah. So they can just get it and yeah. hear you and go, yeah, this guy's good, let's go. Yeah, but also, I mean, nothing beats the live. I mean, 
I mean, I work, you see, I work for the hour. You, you sweat. Know. Oh, massively. <laughs> like, it's... You dance. You move. Yeah, I move. You're I mean, everywhere. I do, I do every. And it's not like, oh, I've got to do everything. But I love a show that's fucking packed with mm-hmm. stuff. I love it. So how long is this tour? When do you get to go home? Um, I head back. I'm doing the Toronto League of This. Mm-hmm. The JFL 42. Which is a very cool concept. you know about that? No. Where they've picked just 42 acts um, to play in Toronto, and Louis C.K. is involved in that, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he was here last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's just basically it's curated as 42 acts. Um, some of them are just diverse, some of them are just musical, like or people like Reggie Watts as well. Yeah, yeah I've seen so him in my interview him last year. Very, very cool collection of people. So I'm looking forward to that. Then I head back, and I'm, I've just been commissioned to make my own. Uh, sketch series in Australia, which mm-hmm. is amazing. So now, is this the kind of animal documentary you were hoping for? Or is this something no, no, totally this is different? different. This okay, is a, tell me more. So I've got a sketch series coming up in Australia, which is just a. Does it have a name yet? Or <sighs> no, we've got one. It's called Problems, but <laughs> they're a little bit iffy about it. But it's basically just um, a whole lot of sketches coming out of like suburban Australia, which mm-hmm. is so it's a little bit dark and you know, a bit broken, which is kind of cool. When do you think that might see air? Next year? Um, I think that's where in November. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's really awesome. quick. No, yeah, it's, yeah. It's all happens. It's going to go fast. Yeah, I've, it's really amazing. I've, My last question is, what kind of music do you like? Give me some names. Um, oh, Mogwai would be yep. my favourite band, I think. Um, oh, Caribou. Mm-hmm. He's from Winnipeg. Um, is he really? He's Canadian. Yeah, he's fantastic. I think he's a mathematician. So, yeah, I love him and... Um, and as you hear in the show, there's a lot of Elgar, and I love my classical as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right, well, thank you very much for the time. Cheers. And you're listening to CJLO 1690AM. That was Sam Simmons, the Australian comic, who you can find his stuff online quite easily, especially at YouTube. Uh, he had mentioned earlier that he liked Caribou, and we just played that before we went into the interview. Uh, Caribou's Dundas, Ontario, off of start breaking my heart back when he was in Manitoba. Uh, we're going to go into some Mogwai, and then we're going to do some news. CJLO, 1690 AM. This is Take Me Somewhere Nice. Mogwai on the Onomatopoeia Show.
And you're listening to CJLO 1690 AM. This is the Onomatopoeia Show. We talk about all graphic arts all the time. That was Mogwai. Take me somewhere nice from their 2001 release. Rock action so long ago. I remember seeing them live when that album came out. But it was good times. Uh, we're playing Mogwai because Sam Simmons loves them. And we just listened to a bunch of Sam Simmons. And now we're going to talk about Glenn Wool. But first I wanted to give you some quick, quick news. Uh, oh, God, we're running out of time. We don't even have time for news, but I'm going to do news anyways. Uh, next weekend is the Under Pressure Festival. Please, please go because it's an amazing, good time. It's an international graffiti convention. Tons of art. Great DJs, B-boys and B-girls. Activities for kids. Uh, it starts Friday and ends Sunday. It's going to be awesome. Uh, you can go online and just look up Under Pressure 2012 and you'll find out all about it. As well, uh, CJLO, I think, will be volunteering there. They have in the past years, so I think they're doing it this year too. Also wanted to mention the dragons are coming. They're coming to the Bell Center. There's going to be like 23 of them and they're going to be huge animatronic giant dragons, sort of um, uh, tribute, I guess. I don't know what to call it, but it's based on uh, how to train your dragon. They're going to be here from the 15th to the 19th of August. And uh, Sam Simmons was mentioning that comedy festival that was happening in Toronto that he's going to be at. That's actually going to be in September. It's called The 42. Louis C.K. is going to be there as well. Tons of different comics. Uh, it's a continuation of the Just for Laughs 30-year anniversary, and that will be September 21st to the 28th. Now we're going to get right into Glenn Wool because he's really funny. Um, I'm going to play for you a little short clip from uh, his tour this year from 2012. It's about uh, swans. CJLO 1690 AM Wool. Even if you're not, that's okay. You should be commended for being in such a good mood with the state of the world. Technology is getting on top of us. Do you realize we are the first and only generation who's ever been able to say the phrase, I've lost my phone. Without making it sound like you were mentally deficient? <laughs> Can you imagine trying to say that in the 50s? <laughs> I lost my phone. Ow. <laughs> but do you got a problem with gambling? And how could you aid somebody with that quandary in the 50s? What could you do to help? Uh you want me to go home and call it? <laughs> you get home, you'd ring him, you're like, did you find it? <laughs> yeah, it was on the wall. <laughs> Wayne was standing in front of it again. <laughs> oh man, world's changing, romance is dead. Humans, we don't know, we can't decide. Some of us... Some of us think we should be like swans and mate for life. Have you heard that lie? <laughs> swans mate for life, it's not true. They fly away as soon as you let them go. 